Disclaimer, we are not doctors or scientists. We are simply defenders of the imagination. This is not a safe place to affirm your beliefs and opinions. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are in another episode of the Imaginarium of Thought. I'm your co-host, Zach, and of course, with me, as always, is Ron. Hey, Ron, how's it going today, man? Yeah, doing good, man. Uh, just chilling. Had an early day, so enjoying some rest time. Awesome, awesome. I know it's probably, it's getting close to summer, so I know it might be like ramping up here you for here, <laughs> here for you pretty soon with the work and stuff, but um, I, I can't speak. Uh, there are no drugs involved in this. But anyway, um, we're here today to, you know, kind of go back to what I feel like one is, is one of our key, you know, go-to topics is cryptids. And this time we're going with flying cryptids. Uh, me and Ron were, have been messaging back and forth the past couple of weeks trying to figure out, you know, different topics for the show. And I had mentioned to him that I kind of wanted to do something about the Mothman and the Jersey Devil and... It worked out great as a whole to do flying cryptids. You know, because like I said, that's something we're really into. So I think that was a perfect, uh, perfect suggestion. What what kind of made you think about that, Ron? You just with the Mothman and Jersey suggestion, you just kind of thought to to blend it into a flying cryptids altogether. Yeah, because we've done the uh, sea sea cryptids episode, uh, so I figured you know we'd switch it up and do the do the opposite, the sky. And, uh, you know, of course, there's, there's land cryptids and stuff like that that, that are common to Bigfoot, Chupacabra. Um, but um, that's like, you know, our realm. We're like, we're land animals. You know, we can, we can be all three, I guess, in certain ways. I guess we're amphibious too, but. Um, yeah. We particularly. But we, I mean, we generally land. live on the land. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to me, like, the sky just kind of seems like, you know, an, an uninhabitable place, you know what I mean? Like, so for yeah. creatures to be of the sky, uh, you know, kind of seems a little, I don't know the word, like, uncommon, you know, or, or uh, strange, like, a unfamiliar, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there's something, like you said, is being a human, we live on land and we have the opportunity to be in the water if we want, but flight and being in the air is not something we're really able to do outside of, you know, being in a plane. So it's just something different and, you know, I don't know, like there's a, it's like a different realm almost kind of like you said, even though it's in our realm, being up there in the, in the sky is just in a whole different world that we don't get to experience at all. So I think this is going to be fun to kind of hone in on some of the bigger cryptids that i mentioned and also some of the ones that you might not think of that i think ron's done a lot of research into so uh unless you had anything ron i was going to jump straight into it 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I've already said it a couple times, but uh, something I've always been a big fan of and very interested in is the Mothman. Now, a lot of people will think of the movie from 2002 with Richard Gere, which is a really good movie. I've seen it a few times. One of the scariest movies, like ever, when (laughs) when it first came out, like terrifying. Oh yeah, (laughs) it was crazy. I don't know. I, I, it's been a, like, admittedly, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So I can't remember certain things, but I, I definitely remember scenes of him getting like phone calls and it being some weird statically staticky. I don't know. Is, do you remember any of that at all? Yeah, Ron? The, the chapstick scene where he's like, what's in my hand? Chapstick. Oh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember that. That was like the, that was like on the trailer. That was some scary shit. Yeah. Like, I know, you, I do. Could just, you could just see me, you know what I mean? Like I can't hide from you you could see me all the time that's crazy yeah that was really crazy um and that's doing some research into that so there's almost like two separate sides of it there's the you know i mentioned the movie the mothman prophecies it was based off of a book from um 1975 by john keel called the mothman prophecies and these like the movie and the book are almost completely separate from the actual incidents of the sighting of the mothman so the original sighting of the Mothman took place in November 1966 when there was uh, two couples. So four young teenagers are just kind of out and about hanging out, I guess, doing whatever you, whatever you do in 1966 at nighttime. But um, they were walking past this uh, local area called the TNT area, which was like the site of a former World War II munitions plant. And Linda uh, Scarberry, so she's the original lady that uh, reported seeing the Mothman, said that she saw a, a real muscular, slender man, probably about seven feet tall, um, with white wings and very weird, unique eyes across the street. Um, and when she pointed out to her friends, they all saw it and got scared and drove away. And as they were driving away, the creature was chasing them in the car making all kind of weird screeching noises and kind of like, I guess, pecking or whatever you would call it at the car. So could you imagine this, Ron? You're just like walking around, you know, and then all of a sudden this fucking seven foot tall thing comes out of nowhere. Not only do you see it, but once you try to run, it like chases you. Yeah, that I couldn't even imagine. That's, that'd be just horrifying. Not only is it like a seven foot dude, you know what I mean? But these can fly. <laughs> I, I like immediately thought of... um jeepers creepers right i haven't seen that one in a while either but then the bad guy in that he can fly as well yeah he can uh fly and he was a cannibal and also uh he was uh, a pervert okay <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what do you know. mean I have, it's been a while since i've seen it what do you mean by that there like the guy that made the movie like the director or something like that like he was like like i think he was a pedophile or something like that uh, I can't, but like the the, if you think about it, part two was really like homoerotic because it's like all these like dudes and they're like shirtless all the time and you have like this like creeper like stalking like stalking <laughs> like that. that's why I laughed earlier I thought you meant like the Jeepers Creepers guy I thought like the bad guy was a pervert I was like I didn't see that part in the movie <laughs> but but I uh, yeah so that's when I thought of you know like when, when I thought of like the flying I kind of went back to Jeepers Creepers but um so Ron, I don't know if you've like if you've had any research into this. Do you know what the most common um, 
explanation is for what for the for the Mothman, like what people say it really is? I mean, I'm gonna say that most people are just gonna say it's a, um, you know, owl or something like that. You know, but seven feet tall, I, I don't know how you can make that comparison. You know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, but my my bad. Go ahead. So I was gonna say like there's like things that can fly generally aren't like super big. Like I mean, like pelicans and stuff are like big, but generally don't don't have a large mass. That we in at least that we know of now, you know, maybe the pterodactyl and stuff like that of the past. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're pretty you're pretty spot on. So most people and most researchers think that it was like either a heron or a sandhill crane, which <clears throat> isn't seven feet tall, but does have a wingspan of seven feet. So um, they they're thinking that it was like this bird's not local to the area, so. The teenager seeing it probably would have freaked him out either way because they'd never seen one, but they're thinking maybe it was one of those that wandered out of its migration route <clears throat> and just ended up on, you know, where these teenagers were. And that was kind of like the idea. Maybe it got scared by them and they started driving away and it flew behind them and started screeching and pecking at their car. But, you know, just in the the hurry of it all, they didn't really notice what it was. Um, where is this place located again? I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. This was in um, Point Pleasant. Um, let me look look at my notes. I'm sitting here telling you. Hmm. West Virginia. Uh, okay, yeah, West so Point Pleasant, at West Virginia, yeah. And um, um, because uh, I had saw something about uh, back in the Old West, there was an article about um, people sighting a flying creature in the air um, and actually chasing it down and shooting it dead <laughs> and um supposedly there's an actual picture taken of it and stuff but you know of course just like with the uh giant bones and stuff just you know disappeared <laughs> and um uh yeah this article's out, you know exists and it's a real article from a newspaper from back then and um so uh it makes you wonder, you know what I mean? Like a pterodactyl, like, you know, could tear, you know, just like how we think with the Loch Ness monster, it's just a, a dinosaur from the past. Could the Mothman or the Jersey Devil or something like that be um, pterodactyls, you know, just that live in the mountains, just fly out every once in a while? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you're to believe kind of like how we believe, you know, Bigfoot and things like that, then you got to believe that any kind of flying creature like that too has a place to where it hides most of the time. And excuse me, where it just chills and you know, where nobody can bother it. But um, yeah, the Mothman was always really interesting to me. They actually, in starting in 2002, the city started holding a Mothman festival as like a way to bring tourism to the town, which it's funny because me and you have found that in multiple areas. Like, where there's legends and cryptids of, of creatures in this town, then pe the town's like, well, whatever, we might as well make money off of this and throw a celebration. So yeah, it's supposed to um, bring like 10 to 12,000 people a year to the town. And there's a big 12 foot tall statue of the Mothman, what he's supposed to look like that they bring out. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Happens in the third weekend of every September in case somebody wants to go, you know, you can go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia and see the Mothman statue and, learn a little bit more but that was kind of it on the mothman for me it's there's not there wasn't a lot of sightings of it outside of the original sightings mm -hmm. um 
of course, just like everything else, once the original sightings come out, you had a few people that went to the police and was like, oh, you know, I saw this as well. Um, I did want to point out one more thing. I'll keep blabbing, but uh, kind of what the book and the movie kind of pointed to is there was a famous bridge collapse back in 1967, which was it was called the Silver Bridge Collapse um, in, the, in Point Pleasant and 46 people died. So there's always been kind of this allure because so this was a year to point out of time. This is a year after the Mothman was first sighted. So one year after he was first sighted, there was this big bridge collapse where 46 people died. And some people have always kind of had, you know, said that the, the Mothman had something, you know, somebody was involved with this bridge collapse. In, in the movie, spoiler alert, he was like trying to warn people about it. You know, he's almost like a benevolent creature. Mm -hmm. um, if he's flying around attacking, you know, pecking at people, I'm pretty sure he, <laughs> you, you know, he tried to tear down a bridge to kill as many as he could at one time. Yeah, see, that's that it's is. been so long since I've seen the movie. I, I totally forgot that, that he was actually trying to help them. Yeah, he was like trying to warn them about it. You think that he's like uh, gonna do it, you know, he's causing it, but he's actually trying to like warn people about it. You know, given premonition or whatever. Hmm. It's one of those I'm gonna have to go back and watch again because, like I said, it's been a while. But it was it was really fun. Like you said, there's a lot of scary part. I totally I got like the the hair standing on my up on my arms, and you mentioned the chapstick thing because I totally <laughs> remember that. Now that was like the key scene. But um, do you have any anything you want to? Yeah, exactly. I don't. <laughs> I guess they make trailers nowadays, but I don't know. I mean, like I saw them. I watched the new Mario, the Mario movie trailer the other day. Uh, that was kind of fun, but yeah, trailers used to be like a big thing when they first came out. Uh, but you have any, anything you want to add about um the Mothman, Ron, or any questions or anything like that? Um, no. Uh, just the other thing too with the red eyes, you know, like I guess it when he spotted usually with red eyes. Yeah, that's what um a lot of people said is that you know when he was spotted, if they shine flashlight his way, then his eyes are really red and, you know, kind of going towards the supernatural part of it. A lot of people said that his eyes would kind of bewitch you, which is another reason you could, you didn't really know what you were seeing because you were in like a trance if you looked into his eyes too much. Mm. So, I mean, who knows? It could be, you know, on one hand, like you said, it could be some, you know, pterodactyl old creature we've never seen before. On the other hand, it could be a supernatural thing. But it's not a not a big sighting kind of thing. It's a very famous cryptid that doesn't have a lot of sightings. It's probably, you know it's the moth. It, it, you know it's, it's and the two the thing too with the moth and you know an occulty type thing is you know the moth attracted to the light. You know, mm -hmm. but then the light ends up killing it. <laughs> <laughs> is do you um you might know so the cover of Silence of the Lambs or whatever is that a moth isn't that a moth they put in the guy's mouth do you remember that that part oh yeah yeah moth um <clears throat> and it's like don't moths are they they're like butterflies right they come from the cocoon yeah I don't well yeah I could don't quote me on that but I feel like they're a lot like that I feel like they're like the, the like emo the emo brother of the butterfly because they're not very colorful and they come out at night and I don't know. But yeah, I feel like they're out of a cocoon. It's like because the butterfly is more like out in the open, like uh, during the you know, you, you attribute the butterfly with like peace and beauty and stuff like that. Um, 
but there's even weird connections with butterflies and the occult you know it's like a has to do with like mind control mm-hmm. um hmm. uh, it's like the monarch programming because there's the uh, monarch butterfly um you know it, it genetically remembers to do something i can to, to fly a certain way or go a certain do a certain thing that it never was taught it was essentially like programmed it's like programmed through genetics and stuff like that okay um hmm. and uh i i think that's and then there's like some symbolism to it and stuff like that. but uh with the moth it's kind of like that person who's like you know wants to you know go towards the light and do positivity and stuff like that maybe you know i mean essentially that's how you could say it but um it's it's done not in the in the in the open you know it's like a, a personal growth that doesn't necessarily need to be shared with anyone it it's like uh the moth is like symbolizing maybe giving yourself a pat on the back <laughs> Like, you know you're like that's your own uh you know you're the moth but then yeah. to the, you know i don't know that's just me like tan rambling on but uh did oh, you no, wanna, no. uh say something about the jersey devil too because that's kind of out yeah. in, near the west virginia area yeah i'll jump into that just just a note i looked it up real quick uh butterflies and moths are i don't know it's weird they are set they are different i mean obviously they're different but they're like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're the same but, uh, kind of thing though. I mean, they like look the well, same. Yeah. Anyway. So like, I'll mispronounce it. It's uh, they're, they're both from the order of animal or like, you know, order of animals called the Lepa, Lepidoptera. I know we're going off track, but anyway, Dope. so the Lepidoptera is either, all those are either butterfly or your moths. They're either or. So like, that's all those flying insects. There's only, you know, they're either or anyway uh <laughs> that's i don't know i feel like there's something there but i don't know I just... <clears throat> yeah i'm gonna have to look it up i've like i pulled up the um wikipedia article real quick just because i kind of want as we were talking about it i wanted to know um yeah there's like a whole thing about theories on why they're attracted to the light and um the significant i guess they hold a, a, a big significance to humans you know i guess as any insect does but um yeah it's pretty interesting but uh, yeah, so Ron mentioned, I'm going to jump into the next one. Uh, if you know me, you know one of my favorite bands is Coheed and Cambria. So I always think about uh, Jersey and Devil City, something like that. Jer- <laughs> I'm probably, I'm, I'm totally, I'm sitting here talking about like I love Coheed and Cambria and I can't even think of the fucking name of the song. But uh, I think anyway. Probably Devil. Yeah. You, you, you all good over there? Oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So, I guess the quick uh, tangent to that is you should listen to Coheed and Cambria. But anyway, my next one is the Jersey Devil. This is another big popular one. I think. Would you say more popular or less popular than the Mothman, Ronnie? Think it. What do you think? I'd probably say because of the movie, less popular, but maybe more popular for like real deal, like cryptid research for people. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way of saying it. There wasn't a big movie on it, but in doing my research about this, there was a lot more sightings and this um cryptid and the the tale and the legend you know dates back over hundreds of years it wasn't just a real quick sighting thing but you know as we mentioned before this is another flying cryptid 
This one's been described as kind of like a, kind of looks like a horse somewhat, a horse or a kangaroo um, with a goat head, bat-like wings, horns, the little small arms with claws you kind of think of in like a T-Rex and a forked tail. Um, and one of the <clears throat> the biggest things that I found is that it's known to let out a, a, a crazy like blood curdling scream, which seems to be kind of commonplace for a lot of cryptids and stuff like that. But the quick origin tale of this is there was a, it was originally called the Leeds Devil. So there was a, a lady back in the Pine Barrens, which is where this is uh, located in, uh, in South Jersey, the South Jersey area. Anyway, this lady, she was called Mother Leeds and she had 12 children already. And she found out that she was going to have a 13th child, which, you know, she was like, fuck me, 12 children yeah. already. Um, this is crazy. So she cursed the child and uh, called it the devil because, you know, she's just at this point, she's fed up with having so many children. So the legend is that once the child was born, it came out looking like this, like I mentioned earlier, with the hoofs and the head and the wings and all the tail and everything. And that it came out of her, made a loud screech, flew up the chimney and. And that's how the Jersey Devil started. Which is pretty crazy. Had you ever heard that part of the story before, Ron? I, when you started saying it, like I do, I did kind of like remember that I might have seen it in like a movie or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like you mentioned, I don't know that I've seen much um, not movie, media cover TV show. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's what I say. I don't know that I've seen much TV show or movies about it about it before. Maybe I, I mean, granted, I haven't done like a giant amount of research on it, but um, yeah, it was really cool to. You know, who knows if that's real? Obviously, that's just a tale, but it was the 13th child. And you know, there's obviously a big significance in that number. And uh, after he was cursed, you know, he was like kind of, I guess he realized he wasn't wanted. So he turned into that devil and flew about and decided to start causing hell. Dude, like, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, have you heard of Baphomet? I feel like we've maybe covered that before but go ahead uh, like you give me a, a reminder he's that like de de say like deity that people like worship and stuff like that like a cultist hmm. and stuff it like the templars and all that yeah okay yeah yeah i do know what you're talking about and um he's like the on the there's like when you see like a satanic symbol he's like the goat head you know Does the, yeah as uh, soon as you Go ahead. My bad. As I was just saying, as soon as you mentioned that, I, I like I remember exactly who you're talking about now. That's like the classic one that you always see. Did you know that uh, there's even a statue in like the Detroit like town hall or some some shit like that, like outside the town hall? Um, yeah, it was like the the Church of <laughs> Satan was like trying to make a point. They're like, hey, if you can have this Ten Commandments statue or something, then we can have a this kind of statue. Is that is that what I'm thinking about? Yeah, and it's and it's so creepy. It's uh the uh, uh it's like him. It's like one. It's like a little boy on one side and a little girl on the other side, and he's this like big like winged horn devil thing, you know. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the uh, book or the little mini TV series Childhood's End. Mm -mm, no, I never heard of that before. It's uh, a book by Arthur C. Clarke, who was a uh, you know, Freemason, Freemasons and Templars are supposedly connected or whatever. Um, and it was, uh, um, 
uh, in the scene where you see these aliens that are have been creating world peace and stuff. And they've been doing all this nice stuff for humanity, and humanity's like, show, show, show yourselves to us. We want to see what you look like. And when they finally show themselves, they're like, like basically they look like the Jersey Devil, you know, like or they look like a devil, you know, like a winged red like devil. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what the heck? And and he's walking down the aisle with a little boy in one hand and a little girl in the other. So that's just a weird connection there to the uh, uh, that statue. Yeah. Hmm. Let's check but, that out. Uh, planning, yeah, uh, I guess uh, that might be a little teaser for something in the future. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always interested to, to find new subjects for us to cover. But, um, Sorry, I was going to mention too, uh, kind of what I talked about earlier, where <clears throat> the Mothman was a very few amount of sightings. The Jersey Devil, there was a lot. So another one I thought was really cool was actually <clears throat> Napoleon, Napoleon Bonaparte's brother claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil um, in 1820. So um, I don't know much about his brother, but uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, obviously a very important person in history. So it was kind of crazy that somebody that close to him had claimed to see the the um, Jersey Devil as well. Um, in 1840, a couple, you know, 20 years later from there, uh, there were several livestock killings, like we hear a lot of times, you know, with aliens and stuff. And a lot of people mm-hmm. were saying that these were caused by the Jersey Devil. Um, you mentioned earlier about the <clears throat> out in the Wild West, people shooting the the thing you mentioned. Um, in 1925, a local farm a farmer shot an animal that was, he said was trying to steal his chickens um, and took a picture of it. And he, he said he showed it to like a hundred different people and nobody, nobody could, you know, identify. It. And he was claiming that he had actually killed a, a, a new, you know, a Jersey devil. So but it was pretty crazy. It, even at one point, the, uh, the, um, the zoo, the Philadelphia zoo, there was like a rash of sightings in 1909 and the mm-hmm. Philadelphia area. So the Philadelphia Zoo offered a $10,000 reward for the capture uh, of the of the animal. So I don't know if they were going to like plan on like displaying it at the zoo or whatever. I don't really know what their plan was there. There was even people that like uh, dressed up a kangaroo with like artificial claws and bat wings to try to turn it into the zoo to get the reward, but it didn't work. But uh, I just thought oh. that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's wild. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was a. There's more. There's like I said, there's a lot about the Jersey Devil. You have anything you want to add, Ron? Um. Well, just from that, it it makes me think that like this stuff is just like kind of like they talk about in the medieval times. Like we think about it, it's weird now, but but like for whatever reason, people in the past talk about like this shit. Like it's just like it's just out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. People try to, you know, of course you can spin it and say, oh, it's just metaphors for, for nature and all this other crap. And it's like, it's always like these stories, you know what I mean? Like, how can, you know, different people from all different cultures have similar stories? And it's just, I don't know, I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, because it's like, yeah, like, I mean, you could, you know, like talking about the, the lead you know, like the original Jersey Devil, like origin, like, yeah, you could have seen a random, you know, with a Mothman, they think maybe it was a crane or a heron or whatever, but how can you uh, 
account for something flying up through the through the chimney and screeching and stuff like that after it had just been born like something like that's just out of this world um really crazy it's almost like it's weird because it's almost like an antichrist type thing it's like she's birth you know she's like the mother mary of evil you know essentially you know like you know what I mean? oh yeah mother mary birth jesus you know virgin birth and she was like evil it's the 13th you know baby <laughs> oh yeah yeah, it's weird how, like I mentioned earlier, it's weird how it kind of ends up. That was what makes you question: was it really, th- you know, baby thirteen, or is that some, is that just like what somebody threw out there to make it sound even cooler? But um, well, that connects who knows. with the Templar connection about the whole bathroom of the Templar schools of the number uh-huh. thirteen. You know, because that's uh, the day, you know, the leader back in the day got burned at the stake. So it's like a, it's always been seen as like a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, I was gonna, you know, we're not done. But I was gonna mention, I was gonna post. I like to, this one. I'm excited about. I'm gonna post a couple different pictures on Instagram because some of these pictures I found of like what the Jersey Devil looked like is pretty wild. It's almost like you mentioned. Almost some of them almost look like a dragon, really, um, flying in the sky. So that'll be fun to check out. Um, <clears throat> I just want to mention too, real quick before we're done. But I, you know, I was mentioning. The Jersey Devil has been, you know, mentioned in the X Files and the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. That's a yeah, or supernatural <laughs> for people that like that. Um, there actually was a Jersey Devil video game back on PlayStation, which is pretty cool. I didn't know oh, about. Shit. But uh, yeah, but that was about it. That's about all I had on, you know, the Jersey Devil. When me and Ron mentioned talking about the flying cryptids, those are the two big ones I want to pump on. It was, you know, Mothman and Jersey Devil. But I know you've got some too, Ron. Would you want to jump into? Um, well, uh, um, uh, some of us discusses the uh, Thunderbird um, because it's uh, just like I was mentioning earlier about all different uh, cultures having a certain lightning deity. You know, you got Zeus, mm-hmm. you got Thor. Native Americans had the Thunderbird. And, you know, there's, there's different names for it and stuff like that. I'm sure you've seen the, sim, you know, the, the symbolism of it. You know, so whenever you think of the Native American symbolism, you've got that one bird, you know what I mean? That bird statue and all that totem. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. 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 I know what you mean. So the uh, Thunderbird, they say uh, thunder is created by it flapping its wings. And, uh, light the lightning comes from its eyes or either the flashing of yellow feath- uh, the yellow feathers under their wings um, uh, and um you know obviously you're thinking that's crazy right that's just lightning we know that that's thunder and stuff like that but could it be also like uh like when you think about uh the thunder could it they and because there's different variations of the Thunderbird, it's not just one concrete story. Because some people say that it's a, a good entity, uh, some people say it's a bad entity, and some people say it's just something out there in nature, you know, just some flying giant flying bird <laughs> just does its thing, yeah, kind of kind of like the other ones we mentioned, just something that's out there, yeah. And there's even a, one story I saw on TV one time, uh, where some kid got picked up by a, by a giant bird, you know, and they're thinking that you're, they're saying, Oh, it's a Thunderbird getting, you know, trying to snatch some kid out to the air. But, uh, honestly, 
eagles and falcons and stuff like that are super dangerous. Like if you're little, <laughs> they, oh I yeah, definitely come up. I've seen uh, some people actually hunt with with falcons. Oh yeah. Well, that's um. Sorry, not to interrupt you, but that was some of the um, <clears throat> some of the explanations I saw about the Jersey Devil and the Mothman is that it was a big bird that had had scooped up a creature to eat so that's why it looks so weird so it was like a big hawk that had you know like a little furry creature hanging from its from its feet while it was flying and that's why it looks so weird yeah and you see it out in the dark or something like that yeah i mean there's been you know reports of like you mentioned kids little kids getting snatched up by big enough ones or little baby dogs and stuff oh yeah man like uh uh like i was saying about the falcon hunting they 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 see the they actually send it out at a deer and it will, will pick the deer up by its, you know, butt, and then drop it mm-hmm. on, its neck, on its neck and break its. That's neck. so fucking crazy. That, like it's that, <laughs> like it's so smart that it, it just knows this. What a, what a, what an efficient way just to take care of it. How to fuck you up? Yeah, and, uh, that's wild. But um, um. Or there, uh, but yeah, the, th- the Thunderbird. Um, uh, it's uh, the with uh, the bad stories. It's kind of like that, right? It's kind of like also seen as like the trickster god. It's like evil, you know, like it's malevolent. It's just trying to, you know, do do you a will. But um, mm-hmm. in some stories, it's the it's it's even seen as the creator god. Um, but uh, and um, it's basically like things, you know, kind of like heaven and hell, right? The way the Native Americans described it is, is heaven is up in the sky and hell is down in the ocean. So evil comes from the water, good comes from the sky. Hmm. That's my last name's Waters. So I don't want. I don't know. I don't want to believe that. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> That's no, just, I'm just joking. Their version of the story, because we even, you know, as we talked about the uh, the, the fish bishops and the, the water monks, uh-huh. like those those like humanoid creatures that came from the sea, and they're like trying to like help humanity and stuff like that. Uh, back in the what, like 13th century or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like I like that. No matter what we, uh, what topic we're covering or cryptids and stuff like that, I feel like that's a common theme is a lot of the times they're not always just evil. A lot of times they actually are trying to help people or help the people that they're around. Um, in uh, Washington state, I believe like the uh, native Americans of that area, the peoples of that area, um, they said that like uh, the land was formed by uh, um, a thunderbird fighting a uh, evil whale. <laughs> <laughs> and that their battle was so fierce that it shaped the land. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. and also in some some tales, it says that their battle caused uh, a great flood. So when you think about, like, you know, the in the Bible, the great floods of, of that. I mean, there's other stories of great floods throughout you know ancient history. Uh, does it, so, did it, did it say who won the battle? Uh, it was a stalemate. Oh, okay. So makes sense. Uh, but it's kind of crazy. Like honestly, like I do kind of like. I don't know, maybe we'll get into an episode in the future, but 
Um, I do feel like this is just me now, but like if there were like some evil Thanos type dudes out there, you know, like maybe there's just like entities that all they seek is destruction. I feel like there's like maybe like guardian creatures of the earth. You know what I mean? Like the 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 planet will like birth entities to fight for it. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds stupid. Maybe oh, that's yeah. just some comic book shit. <laughs> no, I mean when you as you're like as you were talking about the Thunderbird and as we were discussing this, I was thinking of Breath of the Wild for uh you know, Legend of Zelda. I don't know if you played that one, but uh <clears throat> there's I messed up the name. There's like spirits basically that you have to unlock. So there's like an elephant spear and a and a bird spirit that you have to unlock to help you defeat Ganon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like part of it's like part of the world that you, you know what I mean? Kind of what you're mentioning. It's like they're gods or entities that have been sent here to over, you know, to watch over the world and part of the game is to get them out of his evil grasp so that they can help help you beat him so yeah, you know yeah. kind of like a <laughs> kind of like a <laughs> that's kind of like symbolism you know what i mean the good they're trying to help you defeat evil and that's actually uh what it you know ganon's just all about like power so you, you could kind of say he's like the devil you know and there's there's even some symbolism there i think we talked about in a video game episode where it's like what is it like? Ganon is like the devil, and then you got uh, Zelda is like essentially like like you know like God or something like that. Like and mm-hmm. then, uh, Link would be like Jesus. But, you know. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, with the, you got to think there's the Triforce. So there's a lot of that, that kind of like three headed you know thing. A lot of that symbolism in it. But that uh, so. Um, yeah, so I, um, where I wanted to go with that too is also when you think about like flying creatures, you got angels, right? How angels are depicted, like humans with wings. Yeah, it's true. Like, could you imagine like what, what would it be like to have wings? <laughs> like, to I think kind yeah. of annoying. <laughs> you think so? But yeah, I mean, how would you sleep? have to sleep on your chest i guess you have to sleep on, well, <laughs> well see i'm a stomach sleeper anyway so it's it'd be okay for me i can't sleep on my back but uh i guess that's true i never really thought about it like that like how do maybe it sounds silly right but i mean like uh, maybe I'm, i feel dumb even asking but do like birds sleep perched up you know what i mean so that's not like a stupid question i don't know how does uh, a bird they, sleep uh you know they they, they can and it's funny because uh, there's three birds in the other room <laughs> right now uh, yeah well, so you, uh, you'd be the perfect person to ask this then yeah one is a uh, green cheek conure and the other two are parrotlets which are like the smallest like parrots you can buy or something like that like domestic parrots uh-huh um uh but yeah they they they, they either like will you know you get them like a big little uh stick actually i don't know what i'm calling this stick like a perch perch or whatever um so they got a good grip and they'll go like lean up against the cage and then you get a mm-hmm. hammock too and uh they'll actually go and lay down in the hammock you know put their head down like you're sleeping on a on a desk you know back in school <laughs> yeah but uh the bird in here he just sticks his head he just kind of like goes up to it and just sticks his head down and sleeps. Yeah. that's awesome that's interesting 
And yeah, uh, I, I guess I never thought about how birds sleep. I just didn't. I don't know. I never gave that an a thought. <laughs> like the parrots too. Like uh, you know, you have the stories of the pirates and the parrots. Uh, parrots supposedly have the conscious intelligence of like a five-year-old. Hmm. Like Which is, is that why they can learn like learn to, to say things back words oh yeah and uh he tells us good morning and good night like it, every all... every time i wake up <laughs> i go in there turn on the light good morning <laughs> that's that's always crazy man like does he like that's something to like does he know that it's morning or oh, yeah, is, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously obviously he uh, does i guess that sounds silly he know, he knows like the routine and we yeah, there is the routine because at night we're saying good night and then, at, mm-hmm. so when he's ready to go to bed, because we're up with we're up in the room and we're playing, you know, watching TV or whatever, he's like, "Can I?" <laughs> like, <laughs> turn off the lights. So <laughs> I like that. He's like telling y'all, like, "Okay, it's not time to go to bed, man." <laughs> yeah, you, know, you used to like a blanket over its cage, basically. Yeah. Uh, um, or you know. Yeah, put them in the, the other room or something like that. And the parrot lets they, yeah. they're just kind of babies now, so they're just kind of doing their thing. They don't really have much of a personality, but him, he's got like a he's got a certain attitude. Like he, you know, there's a mischievousness to, to it. Like he'll almost like uh, we'll be talking to each other, and something mm. will happen. We'll make a joke or something like that, and he'll laugh. He'll be like, huh. that's <laughs> funny. Like he- or, he knows what you're talking about. Yeah, or we're like, uh, say I'll like, I'll fumble something and drop something or something. He'll laugh at it. Like, yeah, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, like, like a wise, a, a wise ass in the ground of the room. Like, good job, Ron. Look at you dropping stuff. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, barely just, you know, not even the size of my hand. You know what I mean? But uh, what he'll do is he just, you know, he'll get get to the top of his cage. And then he'll like, you know, basically like be puffing his chest out at you, like, come at me, son. <laughs> so, bro, that's you want like, some, bro? Yeah, you want some of this? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where like the puffing of the chest comes from, right? It's like a lot of birds and stuff like that. Yeah, they don't, they don't give a fuck, man. Like, the, it's like that real scrawny dude that you know can't, he's just gonna get his ass whooped, but he goes out talking shit to everybody. Uh. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned we mentioned him earlier, but that's like Napoleon syndrome, basically, right? Yeah, um, but he's cool though; like, he can be cool. Uh, uh, but yeah, like that—that that makes me think, like, with the the um, the humans with wings, right? Uh, angels. There's also uh, human, uh, human human people, like human uh, bodies with bird heads. Huh. Uh, which is the uh, um, ancient Egyptian gods, uh, Horus and Thoth. And I'm sure there's some other ones. And, um, you know, Thoth, he's like the, you know who he is? No, I haven't. I mean, I, when you say Horus, I, I mean, like, I imagine the, the cave, like the cave drawings and stuff, but I don't know who that is offhand. Um. And th- this is actually a little little teaser too for the, uh, but I'll, I'll get into it in a second. But uh, that's a that's a teaser for the maybe a coming episode. We're leaving little teasers here. We're trying to do something new, like <laughs> leave little like teasers and clips. It's a hint. It. Yeah. Um. But uh, yes, yeah, though, um, he's like the god of intellect. Um, 
you know, the scribe of the gods, basically, and, you know, uh, he's all about, like, writing and magic, and, you know, he's, like, the smart god or whatever, god of, like, intelligence or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. He's even said to, and there's different stories, there's even also uh, what he's, uh, Thoth the Atlantean, and it goes into the whole uh, green, the Emerald Tablet, have you heard of that? Mm -mm, no, I, I, I've heard a little bit about that, but I, I, don't, I don't know too much about it, though, I guess. It's like one of the most, like, like, you know, like, ancient artifacts out there. That's, you know, heavily documented. Like, it's, nobody really knows where it's at, but it's definitely, like, a lot of, old, you know, people think it's real, you know. Like, um, but it basically says that Thoth was an Atlantean, he's like, you know, uh, he like reincarnates every thousand years or something like that. But um, mm. going into the Egyptian, you know, thing like uh, uh, it said that he created the three hundred and sixty-five day calendar. Uh, okay. To help, uh, I think it's Nuit or something like that. Um, and Nuit is the mother of Osiris, Set, and Isis, who are like the three, you know. You know, who are three very important like Egyptian gods, not only like in in that culture, but also in like uh, Masonic like secret society occult uh, knowledge. They're like you know, it's all about like crap, like you know, like that. Uh huh. Crap. <laughs> I said crap. <laughs> uh, a lack of a better word, but uh, um, so uh, uh. And here goes the thing that's just weird because Osiris and Isis are brother and sister, but they created Horus. And uh, Set, the other person I mentioned, he'd be like evil, you know. He'd be like he'd be like the vengeful brother, you know. He just wants to control and, and have power and stuff like that. And he's like we talked about with the Triforce earlier, right? Like Isis would be like uh, Zelda. Um, yeah. Set would be Gandalf and Osiris would be Link. Um, except, I, I don't know, maybe that makes sense because <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go deeper maybe one day, but uh, also mentioning uh, there's Horus, right? The Egyptian god of the sky. Um, supposedly his, the, the moon is one of his eyes and the sun is his other eye. You know, going into like the whole like, he's like the sky, you know, like some like this entity is literally like the reality we see around us, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, um, but it's uh, he's uh, shown as a man with a uh, falcon head, which is funny because we talked about the falcon earlier, and he's also yeah. the uh, son of Osiris. So, um, supposedly, it's like uh, Set killed Osiris chopped him up into 13 pieces uh and uh i think the one piece that went missing was his dick so <laughs> I... <laughs> what a piece to go missing <laughs> <laughs> so isis Oops. is like in search of his uh his junk you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know that's so funny to me <laughs> like what are you looking for man i'm looking for my dick Oh, somebody, somebody lost it. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck? That's so childish. 
wouldn't that suck about something you could lose like that? <laughs> Fuck, where'd yeah. I put it? Oh, John, <laughs> anyway. John, John Benet, uh Ramsey, right? All right. 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 Yeah. Um, Bobbitt, John Bobbitt, Lorraine John Bobbitt, Bobbitt, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he for real. <laughs> 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 My bad. Anyway, sorry to get you, sorry to like interrupt you, but go ahead. I just thought that, that was like funny to me. But yeah, it was, uh, but you know, as we've seen with the, you know, Horace, he's kind of like the good and he comes from the sky, you know, and then you got, you know, he's, uh, but it's just, um, it's weird that you see that the whole uh, human with wings or a human body with a bird head. And like I was talking about with the, the parrots, right? Like they have like, there is some sort of like communication going on there. They might not understand like with, with uh, cats or dogs, it's, there's kind of like a, a, a relationship of uh, the dominant and the submissive, right? In some mm-hmm. way. And um, with birds, it's an equal relationship. Like they're not, they're not your pet. You know what I mean? Like, or they're not, like a cat, they don't see you as a pet. It's like this is a where we got a friendship going on. We got an acquaintance, you know. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> he's letting you. He's letting you cage him. He's. It's. A, <laughs> this is an agreement. It's not like like you said. He's not submissive to you. Yeah, this is just uh, in both uh, the the his. He's got an Ebus head. Um, he's the god of balance, also. You know, so that's a funny connection with that. You know, the there's a connection there. So honestly, like, um, and I've even heard, you know, like you got vampires, right? We talked about that too uh, mm-hmm. earlier. Um, like, it's it makes me think, like, honestly, like people are like, oh, there's like to see that only intelligent life can come from a human, like a human form right like us like a you know we're similar to we're primates essentially you know like whether whether or not you believe in the evolution theory and things like that um i don't personally but yeah you can compare us to monkeys like (laughs) it is what it is you know and i hear a lot of you know people say no i don't look like that there's no way i'd come to that like all right well you don't want to you don't want to admit it but what where i'm getting with that is to out there somewhere there's a bird creature that just happens to be humanoid as well because they say the humanoid figures like you know the whole star pattern mm-hmm. um it's just like a humanoid looking bird with wings but it has like intellect you know it has conscious awareness of itself and can develop technology and do all these other kind of things like that to me like from now doesn't really seem too far-fetched like whether you know there's a whole fake alien version and stuff like that i kind of feel like um you know that's uh like these kind of flying cryptids and stuff like that just like with the fish monk and the uh fish bishop and the monk fish or whatever (laughs) (laughs) but you know i could see some sort of also cryptid who can or humanoid that can fly having you know sentient intelligence as well yeah yeah definitely i think so too so like the the mothman like you you know it could be like what we talked about with the, with the lizard man from south carolina 
Like he, you, you, you're like scared of him and you're freaking out, but he could actually just be your friend the whole time. He could be out, you know, just trying, <laughs> just like Frankenstein. You know what I mean? He wants, he just wants to be your friend. He just wants to play. And the, uh, yeah. maybe the whole pecking thing is, who knows? He could have just been trying to warn the lady. You know, he's chasing nah. her, pecking her. He's trying to say, you know, hey, get away from, get away from that old TNT factory. <laughs> yeah, get away. From, oh, there you go. See. <laughs> I just that's how I worry. He's like, I'm just trying to warn her. And next thing you know, some fucking farmers out shooting at me, trying yeah. to trying to trying to kill me. Like Frankenstein, you know, we're 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 creating the monster. You know, might not have essentially began that way. Oh yeah, isn't that like I, I always think of the famous scene? Isn't that Frankenstein where he throws that little girl in the water because he thinks <laughs> he's helping her swim or something? <laughs> And he doesn't know any better. That's right. I mean, he thinks he's helping, right? That's his, like, from his understanding, that's all he knows. That's all he understands. Yeah, innocent kid playing, you know, just like, yeah. didn't, and then when it happened, he freaked out and didn't know what to do. You know, and that, that happens. Like, yeah, he, he's this big guy. He can just reach in and grab her, but he's like, got the intellect of a infant or a <clears throat> small child, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, if he would have been smart enough to know to save her, you would think he would have, like, known from the get-go not to do that but that was the whole thing he did he didn't know that but yeah that i, I uh that's pretty much what i got on uh flying pictures and stuff like that right now. Cool. yeah that was a lot of, that was fun i think that always like us like i said i think it was a one of our go-to topics i always enjoy talking about cryptids and now unless there's like space cryptids uh <laughs> i think we've basically covered land sea air I don't know. I guess you could think of like, so from another dimension, is it a cryptid? I don't know. But, uh, well, you know, maybe in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Huh? Far yeah. out cryptids. But yeah, that was fun. It was cool to to jump and research a little bit more on mine, at least from, you know, certain ones like the Mothman and the Jersey Devil that I'd always heard about. But <clears throat> it was cool to go a little more in depth and learn the origin stories, especially, you know, with the Jersey Devil and being the 13th child. Yeah, that was that's real like crazy right there. That's a creepy story. Yeah, it is weird. I like I the more I read it, I kind of definitely am agreeing that kind of like the Mothman was probably just some big ass bird, but the Jersey Devil could be, you know, a true a true creature out there. Who knows? And like how long does he live? Like maybe he created like he's like they're like asexual and they just he like creates it's you know, oh that because he's like the bathroom, right? So yeah, he's like he's uh, he's a hermaphrodite, so he's just like birthing. Like he don't he he doesn't need to. They don't need to have mates. They can just birth. <laughs> like right, <laughs> New Jersey devils. That's horrifying. What if that like because it's the 18th century and all these sightings? It's just like multiple generations of Jersey devils, and they just continually like reproduce. You know, from time to time. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can imagine. It's, I don't. They don't have very many like things that could kill them so they would probably live for a long while and you probably build up a pretty a good amount like i said there was there's been a lot of sightings so that really kind of makes sense that there's more than just one there's whole families of them <laughs> no, I don't, don't go to new jersey <laughs> we've been in new i think what well, we've both been i know we've both been in new jersey before i don't think i don't know that i've ever been in the woods in new jersey but i didn't see any jersey devils myself yeah i can check that one off the bucket list <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um, I think we kind of mentioned before, we've tried to throw little teasers, a little hints, just to kind of get an idea of things that we might have coming in the future. But uh, 
you know, we're always trying to think of new ideas and we kind of said it before multiple times that we would definitely love any kind of reviews or feedback uh, that you could leave us on any platform would be great. You know, let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want to hear. I mean, the whole point of us, you know, me and Ron talking about this and recording the podcast is, you know, to entertain people and just get the information out there. So just, you know, give us a review and let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated because it uh, definitely uh, helps shows grow, like uh, uh, gets you into algorithm and stuff like that. Shows like, hey, people are checking this show out or leaving comments and shit like that. So, and if hey, if you want to be on the show, just set us up too. You know, if you know, or or even take recommendations. Like, you know, somebody that uh, is cool and you want them to be on the show, like let us know. We'll definitely have them on. Oh, yeah, um, we always do it every time, but uh, you can. Find me at IOT Zach on Instagram. Uh, the show's Instagram is the Imaginarium of Thought, and Ron is Berserk Space Cowboy. So check us out on there. Eventually, I think we'll. I, know, I like to do you know maybe spread out. Maybe we can you know get a YouTube channel or something. I don't know. Just just throwing that out there. So if that's something people will be interested in, let us know, and you know we get to add videos or something. <clears throat> then we got an episode. We won't ruin it, but we're recording again here pretty soon with a. A guest so that'll be another fun episode coming out soon so kind of tease you until then but uh anything else ron you want to add before we wrapped it up yeah we're, we're uh recording it on a three two two so that's a little teaser <laughs> that's a hmm. little clue i didn't even notice that <laughs> i didn't even think about that <laughs> yeah so there you go think about that this uh <clears throat> i think well, the, this will probably be released tomorrow or something like that and then you have about a week or so to think about the teaser and try to figure out what we got going on but uh, as always, I uh, had a lot of fun. This was a perfect topic. Uh, I'm Zach, and for my co-host, Ron, we hope you enjoyed. And uh, check us out next time on the next episode of the Imaginarium of Thought. <laughs>